Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Käyvä. Pepsi has some of the weirdest like marketing because they're just like, "Oh, 60% of the UK prefers Pepsi." It's like I don't believe you. No, it's <laughs> firstly just... I don't believe you, and also you can't just like say that. But prefer it to what? Like I don't know. I mean, I know what they're implying, but yeah. No, I mean I don't. I I definitely don't. I like Pepsi. Don't get me wrong, and I think it's quite close between the two. But uh, for, for me, like I can have like a a couple glasses of coke or something like that but i can't have more than like a glass of pepsi or i'm just like kind of sick of it i'm just kind of done with it mm, i feel yeah it's just such a weird angle that they're like this is the the most popular drink and it's like i don't care really I I mean, they did that the most popular drink that other advert with like the fucking riots and shit and then they just gave like a pepsi to one of the, the police officers <laughs> yeah and it's like, you know what <laughs> Yeah, I'm over I'm just, it. Yeah, that was so. <laughs> I don't weird. need my family or my salary. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop it. I'll just enjoy this nice Pepsi Cola. It's <laughs> such a stupid ad, but they got so much backlash for that. <laughs> so weird. Did you not know you can fix racism with a glass of Pepsi? Oh man, if only we figured that out earlier. The amount of, I know, the amount of wars we could have stopped. We I just know. handed out Pepsi. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, we can send out like those little, um, you know, like tasting cans that they hand out on the yeah. streets. Yeah, the really small ones. <laughs> yeah, which for some reason your family always used to have when I used to go around your house. You always had yeah. the small cans. I don't. Did, know do you why. not know why? Oh, no. it's because dad dad got them from the planes because they had them oh, on planes. Like, I see. That makes sense. He would hold them. I never put that together. <laughs> I wasn't a very bright yeah. child. <laughs> we didn't just we didn't just prefer tiny cans. Yeah. We were just a tiny family. <laughs> I always found it really weird. I was like, buy regular cans, dude. Yeah. I was like, why don't you like come around every... mine, you know, when we actually have regular sized cans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Tim, do you want to come around to mine? It's like, no thanks, you've got your your cans are tiny. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking really <laughs> tiny, and I feel rude asking for more than one because they're so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like am i am i just big is this like not is this normal <laughs> yeah you're holding it with like two hands i'm like what's happening am i enormous what's going on <laughs> yeah you like go into all our cupboards and everything is like tiny knives like tiny forks you're like ah, ah. it's always just an elaborate <laughs> prank yeah I respect it. Every time you come round, I swap everything <laughs> in the house out for tiny substitutes. That's great. That's I wouldn't be. It's a commitment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a commitment to the bit. All right. All right. All right. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> let's uh let's go. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to jingle, don't we? Let's just fucking do it. Let's do it. Hi Timmer. Let's do it. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Quick Resume Podcast for QRP. This is episode 105. Um, you're joining me. My name's Deck. Hi over there. That's Tim. Say hi, Tim. Hello, everyone. Yeah, and um, it's been quite a week. You know, it's been a quiet Xbox week on the on the front, on the Western front, which is weird because obviously, you know, we were all anticipating we'd have had a final APK result and we could kind of close that chapter. But there's just been silence, and yeah, you know, the community the community is getting angsty you know to say the least um mm. and not even just the xbox community like everyone is really just there's a lot of bowel movements going on you know if i could collectively listen out to the gaming community right now it would be stomach gurgling Ooh. and probably the sound and like the rustling of like cheeto and dorito bags it's just um, that's maybe just like... standard though isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be fair yeah <laughs> we all have ibs <laughs> it's true it's very true <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been a bit weird, and like, you know, some of the headlines is you know, Xbox officially said they were going to be at Gamescom. Big surprise. Um, some a lot of uh, Diablo has actually taken a lot of um, attention this week, just because not much else has happened. So mm. we're going to have a bit of time to talk about that as well. Um, yeah. And some Hi-Fi Rush up and some Hi-Fi Rush updates, but Game Pass editions, but you know. It's very quiet, you know. Fair play, fair play. It happens, you know. It's not always juicy news every week, you know. We can't always sit here. As much as we all love to sit here and gush about Xbox and the, the court case, you know, I, I for one, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's surely going to be missed this week. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm really shame. quite devastated. Well, I mean, you might think you've gotten away with it, but there is, I have, like, a tiny... <laughs> Oh, it was always going to be a tiny segment about it. Yeah, I, I, I guess. It's just not a 45 minute one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it's good, though. You know, we can stretch our wings. Um, you know, really double down on some improv. You know, like Tiny Can Life, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do that when we were live. Yeah, yeah, we were live. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a private conversation. That yeah, it's about as exciting as it gets with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Tim, Final Fantasy still going strong? Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been I've been on and off with it. I haven't been like absolutely blitzing it. I feel like I do need to. Um. Yeah, kind of accelerate on it a little bit, but I I just want to enjoy my time with it. Um. But like I don't sort of play it every night. Um, you know, there are some nights we just sort of we've been watching like Witcher and stuff like that and catching up and I've been reading like manga and stuff like that. So but yeah, I'm still still going strong with it. Um it's great, great game. Um yeah, I'm still having a, a, a great time with it. Um it's pretty awesome. And uh yeah, the goal is to get that sort of wrapped up by Diablo season one, which is on the eighteenth. Um but obviously, I do need to hop on and also finish Diablo as well, so I can do the season one stuff. Um, so yeah. I'm probably going to do some of that today. Is my plan? Um, I know you're yeah. not on, which is unfortunate, but um, I'm sure someone will be on, or I'll just solo it or something. But um, 
but yeah so that's that's kind of what i've been doing throughout the week it's kind of just sort of chilling um a little bit of everything to be honest um and yeah just work's been kind of crazy i've been finishing really late and getting back really tired so uh yeah it's been it's been one of those weeks but, one of those on and off weeks yeah exactly exactly mm. um but good good nonetheless good excellent i'm happy to hear it and just to um, I do have like a, a summary for the Diablo stuff. It's it's linked in the notes. But um, season one starts on July 20th. So you have two extra oh. days. Eight, the patch comes out on the 18th. So oh, I yeah, see. Just, you know. um, yeah, I think I was bloody glad to be 105 episodes into this podcast because otherwise, you know, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have been speaking to you for the last three weeks, would I? Yeah. Month, yeah, I've had a, yeah. I've had a bit of a uh, hiatus. From uh, from right. Xbox, yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair though, when you were on your Tears of the Kingdom, you you basically didn't really do Xbox for like two two three weeks as well. So it's it's you know it. it and and we're keen to shout me about that. Yeah. Um, also, in my defence, there wasn't much going on on the no, Xbox there wasn't. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Diablo. That was just before Diablo release. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's I don't up. know. It's just just vibing for um. It's what for it just is. Other games, yeah. For just like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Um. You know, it's more chill. Um. And I don't have to like whack on a big chunky headset to play it and talk with mates and stuff like that. You know, I can just play it on the sofa, chilling back, um, sort of thing. So. Yeah. It's just been uh it's just been that for a little while. But um I'm not sure if I will have Final Fantasy finished and I don't want to just just to get it finished, I don't want to just only do the main story just to blitz through it, you know. Um although the side quests in that game are truly not I've great. They're a bit ass. They're really <laughs> kind of ass, yeah. And they don't they don't even just it's not only that they're kind of ass. And it's kind of just go here and do that and go here and come back. It's just, they don't even reward you for your time very well either, which is just, it was just a real shame. And like, I've probably done like six or seven now and it is almost to the point where I'm just like, maybe I've just done with these <laughs> because like, they're just not rewarding me for my time. Like, like the, what what I get out of it is like a minimal amount of XP, some crafting mats that I already have like hundreds of anyway. I, I, I don't know if you just start to need a bulk of them towards the end game or something. I have no idea, but I just yeah. really feel like they're not really, um, yeah, like I'm not gaining anything out of them. I'm not really having fun doing them. And then I'm not also not gaining anything from them. So, um, mm. although one, I did get my chocobo mount, so um that was kind what, of cool. um i've got a question yeah what what the fuck's a chocobo it's the giant birds that you Jonas. can ride on yeah so just just Cho type it with a k no with c's. no with c's yeah they're like giant <laughs> oh, birds they're like all fun fantasy games they're basically like the horses of like they're like our oh. horses yeah so you like use There's them for like of battle like steeds use them for traversal they can be like cute little pets you know it's basically just that all right yeah. i mean there's a lot of different like manifestations of a chocobo like, i've typed mm -hmm. it in and there's like a realistic feathery one there's like a fat one like a fat fat one. Oh, a fat like, chocobo it's actually like yeah. that's like in most games you can find that it's like a hidden summon so you can like summon it as like a 
you, you, you know, like the Aeons, like like Ifrit and stuff like that. Yeah, there's... the big guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> in in most games, I think that have summons. Yeah, if you go off like the beaten path, you can find a fat chocobo summon, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, that's about the most exciting thing I've got from a side quest. Which was pretty cool, to be fair. But, um. But yeah, uh, as far as like the main story goes, cutscenes, all that sort of stuff, it's still it's still pretty jaw dropping to me. Like I'm having a really good time with it. Um, and the more and more abilities you get, like it, it, again, it's kind of like DMC, where as you go through the game and you get new things, it sort of builds your arsenal, right? So like my combos are getting like crazier and crazier and like wackier and wackier and intense um as i get more and more stuff so um yeah it'd be right. quite interesting just to see how much they eventually throw at you because i still think i'm pretty early game and i still have i have like a few like like icon abilities and stuff like that to like cycle through and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see if it just becomes too much later or if it's just like they give it to you all now and then you just upgrade it and sort of get used to it over the rest of the game right um but yeah good it is very good awesome happy to hear it mm-hmm. i'll be happy to have you back but i'm happy to you know i'm happy to hear it did you see my um the gift i found earlier in the week <laughs> the, the uh, toy story thing where i was like yeah I did, me yeah. in real life when tim doesn't want to play diablo with me anyways and he's dropping woody and he's like falling into the cards on the floor <laughs> yeah i did see that so i don't want to play with you anymore and he's like smiling <laughs> I think that, that was like literally the perfect fucking thing. And that was, it was literally perfect. And yeah, I, I, I think um, I think Tilly showed me that. Uh, was that the one she was like commenting uh, uh, like on it? And she put like gifts of yeah. like uh, petting talk or is what I'm basically just doing all day every day. Yeah, yeah. She said at least Tim at least ninety times a day, and it was just quite petting the dog. And then you were like, I want to be the dog. <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's good shit. I love me Toggle. Toggle's so cute. He's such a trusty yeah. hound. He's the best. Dogs dogs in video games. That's just if he dies though, I'm just... uninstalling. <laughs> I won't even finish the game, I'm just gonna uninstall. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a cliche now. It doesn't happen that often anymore, I don't think. There, there was what? definitely a phase in video games where you, there was a dog and the dog died and everybody went, No. But mm. now I feel like it doesn't happen as much. Probably no. Yeah, because I think <laughs> Yeah, I just think you have internet revolutions on your hands if if you do that these days. Definitely. Yeah. Um. I before I sort of. Well, I, I mean, it, oh, so, so, I've been playing two things. I've been playing Diablo. I've also been playing Planet of Lana, which I want to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But before I do, Tim, I got a new sofa this week, and I'm interested Ooh, yeah, in like. I saw it. Like gaming, gaming sofas, gaming setups. I'm interested in this conversation very much. What did you think of this sofa? I, I um, yeah, it's not it's not my kind of sofa. Personally, I prefer fabric sofas. I know they're a pain in the ass, really, but I like I like a fabric sofa. Like leather is quite nice, but I I just find it gets a bit sticky, especially when you're like shorts and. You got like sure. t-shirts and it's hot and that sort of thing, um, but I don't mind. So it's them. brushed. 
it is brushed leather, so it's not. It is still leather, but oh, it's. Do you know what I mean? It's mean. not. It's not like. Um, yeah, it's not as sleek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my parents had a similar sofa. You know those red ones that are in my family home. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, I think yeah. those were brushed leather as well. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're they're fine. But yeah, I'm 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 a bit more of a fabric sofa kind of guy. But they they look it looks it looks nice definitely. Got it for free. Whoa, let's go. How the hell did you manage to swing that? Uh, I got back from work one day and Beth grabbed me on the shoulders and shook me violently <laughs> and was like, we're getting a new sofa. And I was like, Beth, we cannot afford a new sofa. She showed me and she was like, it's on Facebook marketplace or whatever. There's just a couple giving it away because everyone had a new sofa. Um, and we were like, we're going to go, you know, it'd been on the listing for like 20 minutes or something. That's mental. Um, what? What's wrong with it? went and got it. Why was it? Just... Nothing. <laughs> We've had it five days now. There's nothing wrong with it. Why were they giving it away for free? Did they give an explanation when you went to pick it up? Were they just like, yeah, well, we just were... don't have the space. We don't care about the money. Like what? They were they were getting a new sofa and they just I think wanted it out. They didn't want to go through the faff of selling it, which you know, understandable. Selling can be a bit faffy sometimes. I just think they just wanted it out of the house. Didn't want to take it to the tip because it's in really good condition. Interesting. Have you have you but gone over it with the UV us. light yet? <laughs> no. Yeah, and I look under my arm and I covered in boils and mushrooms and shit. Yeah. Right? Have you lifted the cushions? Yeah, you haven't found anything underneath the any, any body parts stuffed in there. <laughs> right. anything, no. Well, even better, it's one of these ones where the cushions are like part of the sofa, so you, you can't take the cushions uh, off, okay. which is great. Shit doesn't fall down it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's great. And so what I, what I wanted to say was, you know, like gaming subs. Um, I'm like I'm a chaise lounge kind of guy. Mm. I'm a chaise lounge. Mm -hmm. kind of fella you know <laughs> you i need these big legs like you might not know this actually because we're dear viewer dear listener you probably just hear our voices and you think those these are two normal guys we're these are just boys. normal men we're tall boys look at him you see him the tall boy. muscular handsome you see that he couldn't even fit in the frame he doesn't fit in the fucking frame the 16 by 9 frame he does not fit in that no. 16 and that's meters and 16 that means i've over 16 feet tall exactly at the very least, um, we're tall fellas, you know. I'm I'm like six two. Tim's like six three. Mm. Um, so I, I mean, maybe you don't, but I need leg space. You know, I need my legs out, out and about. Um, yeah. Because most sofas do not accommodate for tall fellas such as ourselves. You know, we have to like bend our knees back. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm sitting at a desk. So that's how I feel about it. I mean, what's the current setup for you? Are you on like a desk chair? What? Or are you in the bed? Or a bit of both? How does that work? Uh, so yeah, I mix it up with because like yours, our sofa is kind of like an L shape, and it's got a chaise lounge like part to it. So mm -hmm. when I'm doing like casual gaming, like Final Fantasy or even Diablo as well, um, I do chaise lounge it most of the time. Um, but then when I've got I've got like a different setup with my Series X where I've got like a chair uh, and it's on like a desk. Um, but I think as far as setup goes, I'm definitely more of a um, a desk and chair kind of guy. I think when I um, and, and I know that contradicts everything we just said about leg space, but um, <laughs> I do kind of stretch out my legs on a chair anyway. Like I kind of I have them bent and I stretch them out any, like anyway. Um, but I think when we move into our new place, um, my setup is literally just going to be like a desk, this desk I've got here. Um, so like a big white desk. I'm going to have like a multiple monitors, like a HDMI switcher sort of thing. I'm going to have like a gaming chair. 
you know that that's kind of the vibe i'm going for and um kind of the vibe i'm used to as well because in, in my room i always kind of game on a chair as well so I, I think i'm more of a chair gamer yeah interesting but it depends on the game right mm. like do you chez lingerie even when we were like sweaty apex ranked probably not mm-hmm. right really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. diamond apex ranked you were sitting back on a chez lingerie Explains yeah it's just no big deal for me you know it's just no big deal. I can just pop it, pop heads. You I mean, know, you don't really have to try. Consistently, the worst player, and how it makes sense. <laughs> nah, typically the top. Didn't even play as much as everyone else, and usually sort of. It's because you're a causing bitch good. sitting in buildings with a shotgun. Yeah, played lowest rank character, still managed to come out on top a lot of the time. So Corsic's highest pick in, in high ranks, good. mate. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, maybe if I play 23 hours a day. <laughs> as soon as you hit diamond and masters, Caustic's pick rate goes up by like eighty percent. Yeah, in in masters, not in diamond. No, a little bit in diamond. Even only in pros, I'm, I'm never buying that argument that Caustic is a good pick. <laughs> no, there there are still better picks than him. Like Watson is 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 a better pick than him and all that kind of stuff. But we're not going to get into Apex here, guys. Apex is behind us at least for now. I feel like for me, it's like a it's just it's a tumor that's always residing in my brain um but for now it's my friends went on it the other day and i couldn't believe it it's dormant oh really let me guess ridge ridge instigated it didn't he i think so i just didn't come back i fucking knew it i knew that guy would come back after like not having internet for like a month and just be like i fancy apex and drag caden onto it i i totally saw it coming i didn't play for long though and i don't think they've gone back since so no, I mean, they're going to get absolutely trash. Um, have you heard uh, Apex is in shambles at the moment this season? We'll just talk about this quickly. But you, you know, like the rank split, you know, they got like percentages for all the ranks. Um, you can go like season 17, like um, ranked, like split or whatever it is. So everyone's rank like over the course of the season. Um, and Masters is over like 20%, I think, of all player base. All like right. and like bronze is like six percent and rookies like ten percent and plat so like literally like masters is like double any other rank percentage it's like it's like a really shit season apparently you can literally just sit in a corner for like 20 minutes and just gain points every single rank game you don't even need to fight so it's like everyone is hitting masters without needing any form of talent <laughs> um it's hilarious yeah mm what fun we missed out yeah it's i I think it's been like the worst ranked season for a while on apex from what i hear on the grapevine wow yeah Yeah, i mean i wonder dear listeners dear audience if uh how you play do you play on a chair you sofa gamer you're a chair gamer Mm. i think it'll be quite an even split to be honest although i think chair gamer probably will take it I think really no way not a chance not a chance i think a lot of people tend to have desks and stuff like that and chairs more yeah, so than that's what they do their work i don't think most people want and that's like you're getting into monitor territory like consoles are designed for tvs you know mm. um i think my console looks better on a monitor than a tv from actually using a monitor recently since i moved in uh, it can do because it's denser, um, mm. but that's part of the whole resolution argument, isn't it? That it, it depends really where you're sitting from, how good it's going to look. Um, but 
is Diablo can Diablo go up to 120 or am I making that up? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's only 60. Maybe on PCs it can. I mean, probably, but yeah, I don't yeah. think on console. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had to shuffle the lounge around because the shade, the the actual shade's lounge bit, you know, of the corner sofa is on the other side of the room. So I've had to move some stuff around a bit, but generally layout's still pretty similar. But it is great. Nice man. That is I'm glad. Pretty much always going to be my um preferred way. If I could, ideally, I'd have like a, a smaller room whenever I upsize that has a sofa that's like a bit close to the TV. Because at the moment, my, my lounge is doubles is where i play you know mm. so um mm. but i don't think i ever would choose to sit at a desk i don't know it feels too like too much like work and i like having my legs up um i like yeah. having stuff on the sofa as well i don't know mm. yeah i don't know i think that's, i'm always going to my... be in a situation where i can mix it up anyway because i'm gonna have a series of s and x in, in in the room so like um i'll be able to play the s on the sofa living room tv that sort of thing and then when i'm doing we're like tinnies on that playing playstation on it or whatever then obviously i've got my my other setup with a with a chair and a desk and stuff so i think i'll probably mix it up a decent amount i think that's probably ideal for me wonderful well as i say playing a lot of diablo but also been playing Planet of Lana, which is a game I've been keeping an eye on for a while. Hmm. Um, that lovely side scroller. There's like a, a like a robot alien invasion kind of thing. Um, and but the art style is very very striking. Um, you know, it's hmm. it's truly lovely. So I yeah. probably played that for about maybe seven eight hours now, maybe a bit more. Um, no, probably a bit less actually, maybe four or five i've heard it's not a very long game um but i like it so far um i don't love it um in the way i was expecting to uh it just feels a bit simple at times um and and really the the visuals are carrying it for me yeah um like the and like the art's really good as well i really like the art and the world is quite cool um but a lot of the puzzle design just feels kind of boring um, and derivative. There's no like unique mechanics. I mean, you get a little pet on the way who's very cute and you tell them to go here, go there, stand on that button so I can go up here. And maybe there's some more that will unfold itself. But at the moment, I'm kind of hovering around the seven territory. Um, I think it's good. I'm having a nice time. It's a nice break from, Diab- um, from Diablo, especially because Diablo is such a drab fucking game. You know, it's pretty, but it's very drab. Yeah. Uh, Planet of Lana is very bright and very striking. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I like it overall. Um, I didn't love it like I was expecting to, but um, I do like it. And I think it's averaging around an 80 on Open Critic at the moment, so it's not too out of whack with what the consensus is. Yeah. So what is it? Like a slow... Is it quite a slow sort of platformy puzzle game? Or is it quite... Fast, it's more like a narrative no it's like a slow narrative puzzle game really it's kind of really, like a it's not really platforming elements kind of like a like limbo limbo yeah limbo yeah, inside yeah yeah okay all right cool yeah, um, interesting yeah i do agree there's only good. so much a game can carry itself on looks you know like it's great and like it's great that it looks that good but you know at the end of the day you do need more than that as well um, but from what I can see, it's extremely highly rated. So yeah, it's 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 quite interesting to see if people are just 
are just going off the vibe the game gives um rather than yeah like you said just how how deep the actual mechanics are and what's going on but i mean i've heard some of the stuff in the second half is really good so so we'll see that's just how i'm feeling at the moment it just feels a bit uh, too slow at times um mm. so yeah cool nice yes um and then obviously yes i've been playing what's diablo on my main and i've just cracked level 80 on my druid on my werebear druid um nice. building up to my my end game build now so trying to collect some extra uniques and stuff um which is do you not feel like a while that is just i wouldn't say like not necessarily wasted time because because you can't pull that character into season one or season two or anything like that do you not find like i guess that's the character you always go back to when when you're kind of done with the seasons right <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, this is a conversation I wanted to have because we've got some of the details for season one and a bit more about how the mechanics work and, yeah, how that works. Um, and part of it is still piggybacking on the conversation we had last week about, yeah, about the kind of approach that Diablo have with seasons, um, mm. especially now that it's open to more of the mainstream audience, you know, like us, really. You know, we don't really play ARPGs outside of Diablo, Diablo release. Um, yeah. So the seasonal approach can feel kind of antiquated sometimes oh i've got to make a new character so the pros and cons but i mean what what's your finisher thought what, what do you mean well no i just meant as in like because you'll kind of be half sort of dumping that character when season one kind of joins and then and then that you'll kind of be dumping that season one character when season two happens because you can't play that season one character in anything but that season correct no, um, when the season ends, they'll move to the Eternal Realm. So it's the Seasonal Realm and the Eternal Realm. Okay. Um, Eternal, Eternal Realm stuff you can just play as normal. Yeah, so, so essentially... Your character it... will be Eternal. Oh, okay, so, you're, so the character, your, your Druid right now will essentially move to Eternal. Your Season 1 character will eventually move to Eternal. Okay, I see. All right, that kind of answers my question because I was literally just like, yeah, like how much time do you have? To, it, it kind of feels like if that was, if, if it was the way I thought it was going to be, like, you literally have to sink so much time into this game and for it to be your only game to actually get value out of it sort of thing um i still feel like it will be like that to an extent though to actually get the most out of the seasons um get get like your money's worth all the content and build your character from that spe that season specifically i feel like um you will really have to dedicate a lot of time into it and it probably be like kind of your only game for a little while um it'd be interesting i think it'd be quite cool if they had a similar like halo infinite approach that you could still just go back and enter that season kind of whenever you wanted if you felt like there was stuff you ever missed from it that would have been a really cool way to do it but we pray we pray that all games pick that up but unfortunately it just has not caught on and yeah if, if infinite had been a bigger hit maybe it could have led that um trend a bit but you know there's just no incentive for anybody to do that because they're gonna sell the battle passes anyway yeah yeah it's a real shame yeah because that 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 sort of stuff would be so cool um yeah because it, it definitely feels like it's just dedicated more to just the people that are like i love this game this is the only game i'm playing right now and will be for the foreseeable future rather than players that like to bounce between games you know like they like to have a shooter on the go they like to have an rpg on the go they like to they're throwing a bit of racing you know something like that i feel like gamers that do that kind of get shafted a little bit you know 
Um, um I, I don't think it's too bad actually because like i don't think you really need to engage with the seasonal mechanics if you don't want to um like some of that stuff is still going to pop up in the eternal realm so if you just want to keep playing your eternal character you can and you don't like yeah, yeah you'll miss out on some of the cosmetics and some of the aspects that but the, the cosmetics are already battle pass right or is or is there seasonal stuff that you, it's just throughout the season that's also cosmetic you can earn outside of the battle pass I'm not super sure. I th- I think there is kind of a challenge system that you get during the season that does get you stuff, and then there is also the battle pass, hmm. um, which gets you. Um, I'm guessing stuff. there's like unique, like I mean, obviously we'll go through it. I don't know if this is just the segment at this point, but um, yeah, uh, I, 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 will there be like season one? legendaries and stuff like that like that are new to the game and literally they have like a tag of this is a season one legendary and then maybe that won't enter the eternal realm or it will but only if you've got it in that season and then it stays on your eternal character and then season two will bring a new set of like season two legendaries but you won't be able to find the previous season ones and stuff like that um i imagine that's how it's going to work otherwise what's what's the season doing apart from making you create a new character and buy a battle pass uh, well i mean there's i mean i don't know if you've seen much of it there are there is like an entirely new mechanic um I haven't seen too much, to, un- no. to answer your question yes there are new legendaries that are just being added to the game i don't think there were all that many for this season um but yes they are adding new new legendaries um mm. okay that you can just play on the eternal realm and i think that's from day one um i don't think that's happening necessarily after the season mm. but i mean what's your before we sort of get into it then yeah we'll just pivot into the kind of segment around around diablo 4 and, and season one and all of that what's your kind of feeling on it at the moment on um th- that kind of seasonal approach and um you know this making a new character thing and um whether uh... you have to or don't have to i mean what's what's your thought I mean, for me right now, like in the position I am, I think it's actually quite fitting for me, like um, because I feel like I've been left behind um, because I've been playing it nearly as much as you guys. I feel like this is kind of like a nice entry point for me to just come back into it with you guys and try and again, keep up and stuff like that. So speaking personally from my from my perspective i actually quite like it and i think it might sort of revitalize the game for me Uh, i also think it's a nice opportunity to try a character that you haven't you know because some people only have time for one character for example and like like you've only been playing druid or well i don't know you probably you've got other characters for sure but like that's your main but now if you feel like you can pivot into something else kind of guilt-free a little bit you know and then just move back so like um like as much as i haven't played rogue that much i probably will pivot into a new character for this season i'll probably go like barbarian or like sorcerer or something um just because i feel like that's going to help revitalize the game for me as well um so i'm actually pretty excited about it um i think looking at it in the from the shoes of someone who has been playing diablo a lot and it's been their only game i can see starting a new character being a can be a bit of a bit of a turn off maybe a bit of a hindrance um and a bit of like not feel like wasted time but definitely like you know uh, i wish i didn't commit such a 
serious amount of time to my first character you know now that we're my first character you know now that we're starting from square one again for the new season um mm-hmm. i imagine that's what some players are thinking of trying to put myself in their shoes but um i quite like the idea of it yeah okay that's good i mean i feel largely similarly um i know a lot of people don't um you know i would encourage a lot of those people to just remember that you do not have to engage with the seasonal mechanics if you're perfectly happy just grinding away you know if you're level fresh level 50 or not even there that you do not have to engage with you do not have to make a new character to keep doing that do you want to get some extra stuff yeah sure you can boot up and do that if you want um but you mm. do not have to and also if when if you start a new um character in season one and you've completed the campaign like you have to you can just skip through the campaign um yeah. you just engage with the end game stuff which will mean you can level up really quickly essentially because nightmare dungeons give a lot which of i imagine is probably what we'll do for the season one right uh yeah, yeah yeah i think so yeah um i do understand i think the battle pass thing is stupid i think that should mm. be able to progress no matter what i'm doing i hope they're just there in the future i agree um, i agree and the, the way I'm kind of thinking I'm going to play is that I'll probably play through the season, you know, have my fun with the mechanics, have my fun leveling a new character to 50, and then I'll probably hop back to my main. Um, you know, because I'm not, well, maybe that will change when I get to 100, and then I'll go back to one of the other characters I made, you know, that will then be moved to the Eternal Reign by the, ter- by the time Season 2 comes around. So I'll essentially have, like, a slow-burning main that I go back to, mm. um, but maybe between seasons or where I've completed most of the seasonal stuff. But um, then if that's the way... I don't want to interrupt you, but if that's the way you think about playing it, how's that going to affect the people you're playing with? Like, for example, if we're like, nah, I want to stay in my season one characters, even past 50, we're still having fun with this. Can you play with us with your eternal druid if we're on our seasonal characters? I don't think so. So you have to be playing people in this eternal realm or a seasonal realm it just creates this divide like yeah it's like if you didn't want to play it the same way we were then it kind of alienates you a little bit right if you're like oh i've done with this i've hit 50 i'm gonna go back to my druid but we're like no we want to carry on with this and it's just like oh well now you can't play with us so now we have to go back to our eternal characters to play with you and it's just it creates this weird awkward divide (sighs) depending how players in your group might want to play the season mechanics yeah yeah i get that and i i don't know that as a fact i just i'm just thinking out loud i, I don't think so i would have said that so either no. having said that i think this, a lot of the season mechanics are also in the eternal realm as well but you won't progress your you know you won't make your way through the challenges to get some of the rewards or progress the battle pass so i mean i guess on paper you're both occupying the same world with the same stuff so maybe you could i i don't know yeah um yeah maybe uh, but I, you know point taken you know i see your point um yeah it'd be interesting but yeah i i would have thought the same i would have thought it's seasonal characters play with seasonal characters and if you're not you're not and then obviously when they move eternal then it doesn't matter but it's like a time gate on it sort of thing um yeah but yeah we we don't know for sure but uh, i would this is how i would imagine it being but yeah there during the live stream it was funny actually you know they did the whole season one live stream update um and they had the first uh i think 10 minutes of the 40 minute live stream for diablo immortal mm-hmm. which was funny um and they announced a new class for diablo oh, Immortal. yeah i saw um, that yeah and it was it was super cool yeah i um, saw that and i was literally i saw like the gameplay for it and stuff like that and i was just like something that's off here i was like this isn't this isn't yeah. this isn't diablo 4 like this is fucking this is bumming me out um yeah it was yeah. a really cool class as well it was uh, what was it blood 
uh, blood prints or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like a, kind of like a vampiric glass, wasn't it? It looked kind of cool. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was very cool. Damn, it's um, so weird. Like, I, I mean, I get it is very early to add a character to, Di- to Diablo 4. Um, <laughs> I, I do get that. But I, I hope these are the sort of characters that will eventually reach Diablo 4 as well. Because, like, that does look really cool. And, like, Crusader as well. And, hell, even, like, Witch Doctor or all that. I, I, I do hope they pad this game out with a, a good oh, amount sure of characters. Um, and their expansions, you know, obviously have... <laughs> proven to be fantastic i mean god reaper of souls legitimately gave diablo 3 a second win because the game was kind of average before before that so yeah yeah you'd hope that they'd do a, a similar thing with four as well yeah i kind of um i and because i the reason i was a bit salty about it is because more than anything else like you know there's a lot of potential with like i think diablo as a service um and adding classes and stuff but um I want kind of something new. Uh, like, you know, everything we got on Diablo 4 is great, but it's all classes we've seen before from Diablo. Yeah, yeah your Druid, your Sorcerer, your mm. Necro. Necro is the newest one, and that came out like nearly 10 years ago, I yeah. think, you know, from Diablo 3. Maybe it was, I can't remember. It, to my mind, to see, it, was, yeah. it was first introduced in Diablo 3. Um, but, you know, they could also add like a monk, and like you said, maybe a Crusader, which again is a newer one from Diablo 3, but still old now. Mm. Um, and whereas the Blood Prince, whatever that new one is, um, it's like a new class, you know, it's new for the, for the whole franchise. Um, and I kind of want a bit more of that, um, especially because they take a long time to develop these classes typically. Like we're getting one a year or maybe even longer, you know. I don't just want to make our way through like, here's a monk, here's a demon hunter, here, you know, stuff we've seen before. I do kind of want some new ones as well. So, I mean, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, mate, we'll see. Maybe they do bring that one to Diablo 4 as well, seeing as they've already got the concept for it but having said that so maybe some people will take issue with that because they're like oh it's a mobile game glass yeah yeah that's true um yeah i i kind of see where you're coming from it or obviously i would take something unique over like even though crusade is my favorite if someone were to offer me crusade or something completely unique and never seen before i would obviously take the new unique class um yeah yeah 100 percent yeah so yeah, that was funny. Um, I wonder how that game's doing. I mean, probably pretty well. Um, yeah. But I imagine I also imagine at the same time that Diablo Four has poached a lot of that audience, but but maybe not. I mean, it was it was really funny actually. I was just to tie this into the Xbox a little bit. Um, it's, it's more of an, a Call of Duty thing. But when Bobby Kotick, you know, um, speaking about COD and how many people play where, uh, you know, like where people are playing. 50% of the population is on mobile, is on COD mobile, and then the, the remaining 50% is split across console and PC. How fucked up is that? Fuck? Like, I don't understand, I dude. I, I really <laughs> feel like it's just filled with bots and like none of this is real. But like, I, I mean, it just I goes just... to show you what bubble so we're in such a bubble, but we're, we're, we really are in a console bubble when we, when we do a lot of these. Yeah, I imagine a lot of that 50% is just people in like china and japan and asia and all that kind of stuff and it like that they love mobile gaming over there don't they yeah maybe but i mean call of duty is not that big over, i mean it, you know, it's big but it's not there are more popular like crossfire you know for example is, is bigger over there mm. um so, so weird I, it is i mean it's it's like gen gen z and everything you know um i imagine you know just playing on their phones because Mum and dad don't want to buy a console yet or something, you know. I, I don't know. Um, mm. Very strange. But it's 
it's the fastest growing entertainment sector um and even like you know now some of the biggest franchises in the world are most played on phones so i think it's quite interesting when we have these conversations about xbox moving into mobile you can see why (laughs) (laughs) even if that means we're not going to use it all that much but it means they can invest that back into the brand in general, you know, and that works for me. I mean, maybe there is some stuff they can put to mobile that I'd find interesting. It's, mm. it's happened before, you know, with Hearthstone. Um, yeah, true. It just, it just depends. Um, it just depends. Mm. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So let's move on to a couple of the actual mechanics then uh, for season one. So like essentially it's season of the malignant, right? Um, June 20th. The mechanics that are coming up essentially is that uh, some enemies will be corrupted sometimes and you beat them, they drop a thing, you use that thing and then you get swarmed by malignant creatures. And once you beat that, you're farming um, these new items that are called malignant hearts. Mm -hmm. I think, is that right? I I should mention, there is a mini story, I think a seven chapter story that comes with the season one, mm-hmm. which I thought sounded like reasonably lengthy considering it's just a season, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the malignant hearts are essentially gems with legendary powers in them. Um, and they've said like, the whole thing is like, these are kind of busted. These are really broken. Um, you can slot them into your, your jewelry in the same way that you can slot like a skull in or an emerald in, but you know, instead of just plus 200 armor, it's going to have a legendary effect. So you could have a legendary ring with two legendary effects going on, you know, um, and there are like 30 uh, new effects on these hearts um, for the season uh, divided across four categories. There's one additional layer of complexity in that. I think there are like offensive ones, defensive ones, utility ones, and, and they've got to match up with the right color slot. So like a, something's got to have the right colored slot to get the right one. in. Um, okay. Uh, but that's essentially it. You know, the idea is that these are really powerful. Um, uh, once you get everything lined up, uh, I actually, you know, I don't know how long the season is. I imagine it's three months. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like that's something they haven't actually said. They said when it starts and everything, but not necessarily how long it is. But um, no. yeah. Okay. So essentially it's like uh, build your character again, but there's going to be yeah like chances for your legendary items to contain like up to two like modifiers and two stat sort of changes so essentially making you far more effective uh and i'm guessing there's going to be like new like flavor texts and new like legendary like things as well or are we just sort of doubling up with ones that are already in the game just tacking on like an extra one onto the the hearts have 30 30 new like legendary effects yeah oh so and those are the unique and they're part of the season yeah they're part of the season and they are they are adding like base game additional base game legendaries um just to put injecting into the game this is the seasonal mechanic um so oh i see i see okay it doesn't doesn't sound enormous 30 new effects it doesn't it doesn't sound that extensive yeah i mean i i I get this is just season one and you know they're trying to they're like finding their feet or whatever but at the same time like as much as you could be like oh it's season one they're finding their feet you could also argue it's season one they gotta they gotta also knock it out of the park for future seasons right to entice people into future seasons so 
um mm-hmm. yeah it'll be interesting to to see how this how this all sort of sits and whether people think it's sort of worth the time investment and um i was going to say the money but the the only actual money part of it is the cosmetic battle pass right everything else you can actually just uh, approach free so um, yeah that's right yeah um yeah i think it's i think it's good all things considered you know it's game came out on may the 6th and it's we're yeah. on july 20th now you know it's only been month just over uh, a month and a half just under oh, you can't compare pretty anymore. good speed yeah um and then you know alongside this there are what they've called uh, malignant tunnels um which are kind of like themed dungeons essentially which you know a way is a way to farm to target farm the hearts that you want and stuff um you yeah. know like specific colors so variations of things more power you know i think it's yeah i think it's i think it's fine in terms of the additions um but the one of the things here which is causing a lot of there's a lot of chatter is that is whether or not this mechanic stays in the game um afterwards uh with the hearts that you get um so so and they've said a couple of things which kind of contradict a little bit but what they said on stream was that at the end of the season, all of those, all of those hearts disappear. Mm. So all of the stuff you've got disappeared. The slots that are in your, your thing will just turn to normal slots that you can put normal gems into. Um, and that happens on both the season. Obviously the seasonal becomes eternal. So that happens across all the realms. Um, that, that mechanic goes, you know, um, so that's point one. Point two is that they have said before that they are going to assess some of the mechanics in the seasons and see what they think is worth keeping around because if they do something and it's not that popular not that fun then obviously they don't they don't want to commit themselves to keeping it in the game which is fair enough but i i you know i mean what what's your thoughts on that on the surface Mm. i immediately don't like knowing that everything i'll be doing and grinding for is just temporary in that season it doesn't even stay on that seasonal character like even if they were just like it doesn't move into the eternal realm and you can't get any of it on like my rogue that i started or whatever like that but it still stays on that seasonal character you made then i'd still be like well okay well then my time investment is still cool this character has a load of stuff that my rogue can't possibly do you know because i played it and blitzed it in season one but the fact that it's just going to erase all that makes me think like what did I just commit a lot of time to and grind for and do all that for it just to be wiped at the end of the season and essentially what well, it's just a memory for me now that will eventually fade with my ever-rotting <laughs> Like everything. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, the, the idea is obviously that you complete, you get from one to 50, you complete all the seasonal challenges, which gets you not just com- cosmetic up blocks, but it unlocks, but it gets you like legendary aspects as well. Like mm. some of the new aspects, which you can then put into your, stash you know you can transfer them between characters yeah and then obviously all the stuff from the battle pass you get to keep as well um so that that's kind of like the long-term goal you get stuff that you get to keep account-wide and that includes legendary aspects so it's not just cosmetic stuff that you unlock by doing that and by engaging with the mechanics you're just trying to use that to get through the content to get to 50 Mm. to get all those unlocks um that's i imagine the angle um but i am with you that i don't like this idea that the like i'm getting sea of thieves flashbacks a little bit where they they had this at the beginning of the game and they were like yeah we're going to introduce all this stuff in the seasons and then we're going to take it away because we want the seasons to be self-contained and themed and not uh you know we want to give people a reason to come back 
uh, and it's like very complicated to inject all of it into the open world and just leave it there because it's layers and layers and layers. I, I like I get that, but at the same time, I don't like the idea that the game isn't updating. That there's really not that much being added to the game. Mm. Um, it's just stuff that's coming and going. Uh, yeah. It makes it feel a bit transient and wishy-washy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, nothing there is being added. is 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 permanent, like you said. Yeah, it just it just feels like sure you can enjoy it like in the moment or whatever, but there's just no real value that you're gaining out of it for your time, sort of thing. Like, I mean, sure, if they made it like really fun and you had fun for the three months or whatever, but it doesn't sound like anything they're doing there is like exceptionally like groundbreaking either. It looks kind of cool, right? But at the end of the day, it's just like an aspect on top of an aspect sort of thing. And there's only a, a handful of new ones, like 30 of them or whatever. Um, and that that would be kind of cool and fine. But then all that to just be erased, to just be gone, like. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It, that doesn't really sit that well with me. Um, mm. Yeah, I, like even if it just stays on that one character, I, I don't, I don't see the problem with that. Like they're like, oh, we don't want it in our game, but it's just like, well, yeah, but that one character can still have it. That one save, yeah, even if it's completely broken, whatever. Like people will move on when new seasons come out anyway. Um, yeah, it's kind of strange to me. I guess. Yeah. I guess the problem is that those characters become eternal realms, and a lot of the like the, the seasonal mechanics still apply to the eternal realm as well. So you could have that character with the mechanics from season one and two going on at the same time, mm. which would break shit, and they'd have to you know do additional work to account for that. I guess that's but what. Then they just need to rethink what they're doing then, because I. I feel like I feel like it's weird that this is all just temporary, fleeting content. Like, I feel like that's just. I feel like that's really weird. To me. yeah and there is something to be said about like if you don't feel like it's good enough to be added into the game forever why are you adding it in anyway yeah you know exactly. it's good but anyway yeah you know exactly. it's good but only for three months where it's like well what is it doing here then like surely it needs to be replayable or you know mm. the quality needs to be good enough so i'm totally with you it's not uh a foregone conclusion like uh but they've said they will review to see what they want to keep in and maybe you know maybe they do um to some degree uh, and i hope they do you know I, I like that i like that the games the seasons come and they leave a stain on the world you know whether what that is um hmm. i don't i'm not a massive fan of this idea that stuff comes and goes and if i miss it i just didn't get to experience it and that was that yeah plus i don't want to remember that season as well 
I want to go to that seasonal yeah. character and load it up like in the future and be like, oh yeah, it had like all this and I've got all these double effects and like this is going on and oh my God, remember how busted this was? I don't want to click on that seasonal character and be like, what did I do with this guy again? What was he? Yeah, what the fuck I, was yeah, this? I can't, yeah. I can't remember. I mean, he looks kind of cool. I remember the battle pass, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. Like, you know, it just created, yeah, weird, weird to me. So that's my only like hang up on the season. Um, yeah, it has caused one. a lot of controversy about uh, from those two things: the starting your character again side of it, and then do the seasonal mechanics stay um, or do they go? Um, that's the other side of it. So overall, yeah. I'm still looking forward to it. Um, yeah, me too. I, I hope they address some of the things, and they're doing a really good job with like regular balancing, uh, balancing and patching as well. So um, yeah, overall, it's not it's not going to slow me down. I'm excited. I'm excited for more Diablo. Mm. Really, yeah. We have. Quick. Oh, I was going to uh, say I... we have some questions. Go, go, do it. Well, no, we don't have some questions, but people should be talking in the chat. I don't want to ignore them. So, go. Uh, Doc Dark. I feel like Doc Dark has popped into our podcasts quite a few times in the past. We haven't seen him for a little while. Hell yeah. Going Dark. He says, You guys got your Xbox paycheck yet? I don't know, Deck. Have we got our yeah. Xbox paycheck yet? Uh, let me check. Have you checked? Has the one billion hit the bank account yet? Yeah, that sofa wasn't free. That sofa was two mil. <laughs> oh, okay. So you spent our paycheck. Fantastic. Um, yes. Thanks, man. Yes. Uh, and then <laughs> Tiva says that he's got Hi-Fi Rush and Prey. Just bought them on Steam. Both fantastic games, man. Good choice. Hell yeah. Just got Great a big choice. update, Hi-Fi Rush. We're going to talk about that afterwards. Um, yeah, that actually leads yeah. quite well into our segment. Yeah, he says installing it right as we speak. Um, and then David, hi, David, says, would Minecraft Legends be seasonal? I don't know. Which one was Legends again? Was that the Diablo roguelite, was it? Legends was the new one. Legends um, is the, the new strategy one. one. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they do seasonal um, content in that. Yeah. If they have, they I assume they do. Added, maybe. I don't know. If, I, I, don't, I haven't seen anything about that game getting any content updates, but I'm not sure. So I just wanted to touch on what Doug Dark said real quick. Um, obviously, tongue in cheek, um, because there's there's been this um, former World of Warcraft dev right who's just been like popping off on twitter um about mm. game pass essentially xbox a lot but game pass is this thing and like there's a real some devs fucking hate game pass man some devs like mm. th- they're usually x devs and they're like very vocal that they just do not like it um very small group you know like only a few people but this one in particular went on a, a handful of rants and said and i quote a lot of these Xbox fans are paid firms or bots, quote, uh, no, bracket, rabbit ru- rabbit fan run or Microsoft run, close brackets. This is standard practice now in corpo warfare. Is this, is that us? Are we, are we rabid fan run Xbox fans? Is that, is he referring to us, you think? I haven't played Xbox for like a month, so I don't think so. <laughs> Does that make you quite sad? Does that make you quite sad that somebody might come across our, our channel and be like, "That's a rabid fucking fan channel." That is. Yeah, you that, really, like, you that, really like, think upsets me. You really think they're paying us to do this? I wish, yeah. dude. I wish I'd be open. I'd be very cool, it. Yeah. No. Would you quit your job? Let's say I can get you a comfy. I can get you a comfy like twenty-five, thirty grand salary, and we just have to do the podcast. We have to do a daily podcast. We have to do a daily show. 
I don't know if I can take that much. I mean, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd well, I, I appreciate that, but like, but we'd expand to like gaming. Yeah, we do like kind of funny games, and we just do, we do a daily show on on stuff. But obviously, we'd be bigger, and we could have like guests and shit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't you? No. Yeah, no, I, I know, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. If if the opportunity came and it was um it was comfy enough, yeah, I'd do it. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to do it full time because uh, I do like what I do. But maybe I'll do both. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know what that was about. So now there's like an Xbox in community in joke that we're all getting paid like oh, as, as a podcast or or just types on so really just puts a finger on a keyboard on Twitter is paid. Um, makes sense. Which is a very, you know, a really interesting thing for some, you know, for a dev to say about people who just like a platform. I don't know. It was a bit of a weird. Mm. I don't. This is what I mean. I think the ABK deal is really making some people just like really agy. <laughs> some people yeah. are really quivering. <laughs> and they're just. It's a big deal, man. Know, man. It's going to shake it's up the industry. Deal. Yeah, and then we're going to get paid. Fuck you. Yeah. Um. So. Yes, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. I am, you know, I've been thinking about this and I don't think that game's going to make it into the game of the year conversation and I'm I'm really fucking annoyed about it. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely think it should because I think it scores some novelty points. I think it might do because I think of the whole way think... it came about, I think it's going to stick in people's brains a little bit when it comes to the end of the year. To just be like, oh, I remember, the, I mean, we've got to talk about Hi-Fi Rush. I remember that just came out of nowhere and it dropped like fucking 90 and it was great and it was so unique. And remember how cool the graphics are. I genuinely do think that's the sort of conversation that will come around when they're shortlisting these things. I, I know it's up against a lot of competition, but I, do, I think it might get in there just from the way that it came about, you know? I hope so, man. Yeah, I hope so. I too. hope so, man. It's a great game. Um, It's, it's, and I do think as well because there are there have been some other high scoring games that, but I I, that I think because of their nature are less likely to be a game of the year nominee because like Resident Four and Dead Space remake I think are less likely to be nominated because they're remakes. Um, I mean I I would hope so to be honest. That's kind, that's kind of how I feel. I kind of feel like they shouldn't be allowed in that conversation. Um, that's not to say there isn't. They didn't do a fucking fantastic job, but it's a game that, for the most part, has already been played and already been experienced. Um, that isn't to say it can't be involved in that conversation or other categories. Uh, I, I just don't know if it's fair to just try and out the same game over. And I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm being pedantic, but I like you know, out the same game over and over again and just keep going into the game of the year conversation. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I can see your argument, but I'd be surprised if Resi Evil Four, uh, Resi Four, wasn't in there. No, me too. I, I I just don't agree with that. Um, I think it shouldn't be, but I yeah, I think it probably will be. Um, I also think Hi-Fi deserves a bit more acknowledgement because it's kind of probably the best, probably the best, most accessible rhythm game we've ever seen. Um, mm. so I think yeah, it scores some points there, but you know we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Point being, Tim, Hi-Fi Rush got a dynamic theme, finally. On oh, Xbox, no way. Uh, yep, it's very nice. Um, oh, cool. I'm going to go slap that bad boy on. 
very punchy, very colourful. Yeah, I took took Lilith off and a drab fucking blood coat, and mm. I put Shy on the front of my screen. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, and Hi-Fi Rush have uh, added their arcade mode, which is uh, a couple of extra game modes, essentially. You know, some more cosmetics. Uh, one of them's kind of like a. They're both survival modes. Um, one of them is uh, BPM mode, which speeds up the further you go. So the, 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 it gets really quick by the end of it. So obviously the game, like the pace of the game speeds up as well because that's how the game works. Yeah. Kind of sync yeah. to the music. Okay. Um, sounded quite cool. And the further you go, the more perks you pick up and stuff like that. Um, the second one is essentially that, but without the BPM speeding up. Um, you start with nothing, like not even any, really any abilities other than the basics, and you pick up more abilities, more combos, um, and you see how far you can get. So it's like, yeah, ro- roguelike kind of um, add-on. Hmm. Um, very almost booted it up to just give it a go last night, uh, but I got sleepy and went to bed. <laughs> Fair days. Fair days. Um, it's just, it's also, I, I don't really go, I don't tend to go back to single-player games. It's really, really rare that I'll do that. Even for DLC, yeah. I just... I just can't get myself back in that headspace for a short amount of time. I like being committed all at once, hmm. especially for a rhythm game. Like I feel like I need to, it's not something I want to hop in and out of. Yeah. I want to, I need my brain to be bouncing to that beat, you know, yeah, I'm I know not you hopping in and out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You've definitely, you've always been that way with single player games, haven't you? You never really jump yeah, back to, to do these sort of things. Um, I don't mind doing it. I think I'm a bit more accepting to it than you. Uh, but yeah, you've always been like that. Yeah. I, I like. I, I wish I could, to be honest, because there are some DLCs I would love to get back and play. I just can't bring myself to get motivated to do it. Like um, the Outer Worlds, for example. I like. I would like to do that if I had an opportunity to get the two DLCs quite cheap. I would totally do that. I really love that game. I'm kind of in the mood for a space RPG right now. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, and the other one is Doom. I've got actually got it wishlisted on my store. Uh, I've got the Doom Ancient Gods pack. I'm just waiting for a good deal, and I might pull the trigger on that. I just I'm in the mood for something a bit quicker to bounce between um, for Diablo. Um, and I've heard that they're quite good, uh, really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've heard they're quite good. Those Ancient Gods DLCs. So yeah, I heard the first one was okay, but I think the second one was better. Yeah, yeah. So cool. It just depends, but yeah, big ups to Tango. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think we're gonna do a Hi-Fi sequel? Is that a thing you think we'll get? I I think so. Yeah, I think just from the fact of how sort of explosive it was, and like you said, like how just like the the potential like branding you have around Chai and the sort of the characters in that game, I I, I think it'd be pretty silly for for. Um, for xbox not to let tango do 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 a sequel to this um yeah i i'd be very surprised if it didn't i think we'll see it yeah he's got he's got mascot potential doesn't he chai yeah no well not potentially like full-on mascot potential but he definitely has a decent amount of brand association with him for sure yeah in the same way maybe like um Astro Boy is for PlayStation, or uh, who's the little yarn guy from Little Big Sackhead? Sackhead? What's Sack his name? Boy. Sack Boy. Or like Spyro <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, I hope we do. I really hope we do. Um, I'd be, I would be interested to see how they evolve that formula because I think it would, I think if they did, it would end up just being more hi fi rush, which isn't a problem. Um, They'll probably bring in like new instruments to it as well. Like Chai can like 
switch between like using guitar and drums and all that kind of shit you think like, like yeah. dmc5 for like, like hop between characters yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, like yeah. they could definitely do that right like that's, that's the i wouldn't even be opposed yeah i mean i wouldn't even be opposed to playing like one of the different characters like one of the things i was thinking when, when i was playing through the base game was like i could have a game of peppermint oh no give me yeah. um who's like that a uh, redhead chick Oh, uh, Corsica. Yeah, yeah, I think I've Corsica well. I, I had the heart for Corsica, dude. Yeah, I had a crush she, on Corsica. She was great. She was no I fucking great. loved that fight as well. When I think of the game, that was one of my favourite. I liked it, fight but I also got a little bit triggered by it as well. Like, one fuck up and you just <laughs> went back to stage one. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Do all this shit again. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Corsica was, um, Corsica was my babe. Yeah, I, I would totally go for that. I like a prequel or something. I don't know what they'd call it to keep the brand aligned. But like, because Peppermint obviously had guns, and I feel like there's some something interesting you could do there. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, or maybe they just do lo- maybe they just do Lo-Fi Rush, and they ju- you just play as a Lo-Fi girl. Yeah, dude. Or you play as the cat. Yeah. What was it called? Um, B B something. B. B O B. Turn that airplanes in the night sky like no it's just that it's just that's just the game it's just that song on loop <laughs> i'd buy it yeah <laughs> 808 808 oh i thought it was like b08 or something that was good and then i was yeah. like bd1 no that's not the right one that's, that's the other one yeah that's the other robot <laughs> uh okay lovely well let's move on to some of the other stuff then uh what, what are we having of time we're an hour and ten in, just under an hour and ten. Fabulous. So, Tim Dog, the Tim Dog, um, you know, Xbox spearhead community boy, mm-hmm. asked Phil on Twitter about the developer direct format, how he's feeling about that, you know, um, how you know do they plan to continue doing that and phil said this quote hope everyone who celebrates has a knife and, uh, a, a knife hope everyone who celebrates has a knife <laughs> has a knife ready to go <laughs> commence the stabbing it's dangerous out there yeah. yeah yeah that's right it's the xbox ritual we all know what we've got to do yeah wait for the blood moon it's one child your significant other yeah Hope everyone who celebrates has a safe and nice 4th, 4th of July. And on the Dev Directs, I really like the format. Whether it's one game deep dive like Starfield or more games like the January show, I think it's a good good spotlight the creators and hear their vision. Um, you know, I, I just thought this opened up a, a good bit of conversation around the Developer Direct now that we've had two. We've had one in January, with the first one in January received really well, very well, um, showcased a number of games. Uh, I wonder, what were they? Redfall. It was it was Redfall, Forza, Hi-Fi was a surprise, ESO. I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, what was the other Maybe one? Was it. Maybe that was it. No, there was definitely another one. I think. Definitely Forza. Oh, maybe it was Minecraft Legends. Ah, that's the one. Yeah. 
So show five games, and obviously Redfall was Redfall. The actual gameplay showing was quite good. The presentation was quite good. Yeah, um, always managed to pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah, very nearly, very nearly. Uh, every time I think about the game, I I wince a little bit. Like it makes my bowels churn. Makes you know, my heart skip a beat every time. It I makes think. my heart skip a bit. It really, yeah. it really upsets me that we as well because like we spent maybe a total of six episodes like just talking and being excited about that game. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, do we look stupid. Boy, we look fucking stupid, you know. <laughs> can't believe it. Still can't believe it. How does that happen? Anyway. <laughs> they never missed, dude. That's what we kept saying. God. Previews are good. Like, they the never missed. Good, previews are good. It's arcade. It's just like a whole montage of us saying that. And then. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. just whack, the score. Whack, whack. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, where is it? Yeah, go. Are you go, dude. No, you got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's how I feel in my heart every time I think about it. That's my aorta pumping blood to the sound of the sad air horn. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we had that <clears throat> surprise drop of Fire Fire Rush. Wow! Holy shit! Incredible. Mm-hmm. And then. We had the Starfield Direct, which many people are considering to be one of the best showings of a game of all time. So overall, track record is pretty good, I'd yeah, say. Very good. That means we've had two this year. It depends if you want to technically count the Starfield Direct as part of the showcase or not, you know, whatever. So I guess we can we can divide it into two categories. We've got a multi-game direct or a single game direct. Tim, what's your thoughts on this? Like what's like, do we need just one? multi-game director year to complement the showcase so we have you know like essentially big showcase little showcase every year or do we need should every showcase be accompanied by one big blowout um you know whether that be uh avowed next year and then perfect dark the year after or fable another year you know um Uh, or should we just have a single game direct at random points in the year you know well what do you I I prefer as much as like the Starfield one was great. I think it only worked because of what Starfield is, and because there was quite a lack of information going into it starting, and the fact that it's just a just a ginormous game, and you're not going to have games that are quite that big, and you can go into that much depth and talk to them about talk to us about it for forty five minutes. And still only scratch the surface. Like I feel like that works really well for Starfield, just being a single game direct. Um, mm-hmm. But I think generally speaking, I'd actually prefer to have like a bit of like a multi-game direct. Like I actually like the format of them sort of transitioning and going to like Tango and then going to um, uh, Arcane and then going to Forza and stuff like that, and giving a little dev update and stuff like that from all them some gameplay you know all that sort of stuff uh nice graphics uh i actually probably preferred the layout of of just having like a bit of a a multi-game direct um and maybe having that sort of yeah once or twice a year to like complement a bigger show or even just having it at its own time period just you know like how playstation just randomly chuck in showcases they're just like yeah we're gonna have one next, next month you know just us like doing that once or twice a year um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty cool, and I think that'd actually be my fav my favorite way to approach it. I think. 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm a bit torn on it because um, I do wish that, like, and, you know, Starfield was definitely, and, and you know, the whole showcase was actually a, a much better um, presentation. But I do wish Xbox were better at just being comfortable with showing us 20 minutes of like raw gameplay from a game, you know, maybe with some editing throughout um, and just being comfortable with that, you know, in the same way that Nintendo and PlayStation have gotten good at. And sometimes they just drop it at random points in the year, you know, in the lead up to, to the, to a release, you know, cause I, I kind of get the sense that the Starfield direct this year was a bit of an anomaly. Mm. Uh, that game has had, we know from everything that's been said about that game has had a lot of time in the oven so they've had a lot of time to put together a big direct and to yeah, be really exactly. comfortable with what they're showing off as well. I don't think most games are going to have the same love and care that Starfield is going to have from you know an Xbox funding and production perspective. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, if I had to choose, I think you're right. I would choose one multi-game direct a year. Um, as long as they handled it well, you know, because even in the multi-game direct, the headliner was Redfall in January. And and the showing was, you know, it was good. It was a lot of gameplay. They moved between people, uh, the devs, and they showed us the stuff off. Um, and I think we got a decent showing from Hi-Fi, but most of that was in the surprise of actually playing it. Um, so as, as long as they do that and they're comfortable with having like a headliner and showing us a big chunk of gameplay, that's great because that's what's going to keep up the reputation of these directs um, and what they're now known for. You know, there's only two of them. And then, you know, like I said, they've got a good track record so far. So mm. um, we'll see. I mean, any, any other thoughts? Um, yeah. I, I also just think having a multi-game direct is also a, a good, a, a better way of just keeping more games on people's radar as well, because just having sort of one blowout a year, you know, just generally puts one game to the forefront of people's brain when it comes to marketing, right? But if you're doing a multi-game direct of like 10 minutes per, per like studio for like upcoming releases throughout the year or something like that, it helps people just be like, oh yeah, I forgot that was coming out later this year. You know, it pushes more yeah. games into people's fucking brain as well, you know? Um, Love that. Yeah, definitely. I think that is better. Yeah. And I, I do like the kind of um, if I mean if they stick to the same timings, you know, showcase in June. What are you fucking laughing at? <laughs> no, I just scrolled down and saw the Euro Games come. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired when I'm putting these notes together all the time. Like I'm doing it like through tiny like you know like slits in my eyes and like at the one in the morning like putting together the notes and yeah, I'm it was like, it was like one of those moments where oh. i like i like read it and i was like did i read that right i like, did like a double take i was like did my brain just want to see the word cardboard did he actually write that <laughs> come on the mind dude yeah um yeah, I like the spacing of it. Um, and I think, I, I, you know, I keep saying this, like, I think they need to be saving shit for their own shows instead of, like, tossing stuff out to, to games come um, and to the Game Awards. I think it's okay to show some stuff there every now and again, but make it an Xbox-associated thing. Like, that's how you get mindshare, you know? Yeah. Um, not by just having something pop up and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, cool. Is that Everwild? Like, a lot of people don't really know what Everwild is. I mean, well, obviously, no we don't does. know what Everwild is, but a lot of people don't know that game exists because they announced it at an XO show. Um, oh, no. I oh, know it was an XO show, which at the time, which e even though it was an XO 
like an Xbox associated show, you know, those shows are nothing. They didn't have a reputation. They, you know, they were just, whereas this is much better. What they've done so far is much better, much more understanding to what yeah. we want. Uh, and part of that is just because they have the content now, you know, they have the content lined up and ready to go. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick gun to my head, I'd pick one multi-game director mm. year. That well. being said, I, I do think that Hellblade could have a Starfield treatment and have its own direct. Mm. But that again is another like anomaly. I think you, again, you're not going to get many of those often. But I do feel like that could have a similar treatment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at at the same time, you know, I think that's a, it. It would be lovely if we could have what we had this year every year. You know, if we could have both. You know, if we could have a multi-game direct in January, and then a themed direct um, or a themed showcase halfway through the year. You know, Xbox showcase plus Hellblade direct. Um, I think that's great. It sets the tone. We all know we're at the very least coming away with one big AAA gameplay showing and blowout, and then everything else is kind of gravy. You know, I, that is ideal, but you know, it, it just depends. And you don't want to start setting expectations. So it, it, it depends. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, everyone. Well, I've still got the poll up. Let us know what you think is uh, what you would prefer, how that works. Um, Multi game director year is currently in the lead. Um yeah. yeah, all right. Uh games come next. Games come next. Um so usually Gamescom is a fucking nothing burger, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. We, we do this every year and we go, maybe they'll show something, and then they don't show anything. Although maybe something turns up in Game Pass or whatever, and we go, Yeah, okay. That, that was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. However, however, this year. Aaron Greenberg said, excited to be heading back to Gamescom this year to see so many faces familiar and new. Our our teams have been working hard on our show floor presence and more. This will be a special year. Looking forward to sharing even more details soon. So what's your interpretation, Tim? Is this uh, just just PR speak or is there something here we can be excited about? I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to say. Um, there are a couple games that could appear here that we, you know, we we thought might potentially appear at the at the Xbox showcase, but necess- might didn't necessarily get the center stage. Um, like I don't know, maybe something like uh, Contraband or something like that. But then you you'd still like to think that first parties you you'd like to save for your own for your own sort of showcases especially sort of big ones but there's a chance we might see something like that i don't know or or just yeah i don't really know to be honest uh like 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 you said it's really hard to gauge like a scale on it because like you said it's kind of it's always a bit nothing isn't it gamescom so it's just like like what's the What's the advantage of doing a massive blowout at it, like as, as, to the point of the audience it's going to reach, you know? Um, yeah. Unless they just want to turn it around and start making Gamescom a, a, a bigger thing moving forward, and this is the step, a step in in the right direction. But I don't know. It's hard to say. But yeah, maybe something like that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. They might just be referring to having a bit more, you know, floor space than usual. You know, like I just said, I would actually prefer that they just kept their own announcements for their own shows. Um, You know, the the optimistic interpretation of that is that they have so much to show you that they can possibly fit it all in 
you know, um, yeah, in their multi-game directs and then the showcase, which I think is just like that's never the case, is it? You know, it was two hours long for fuck's sake. Like you got enough time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Jez Corden was uh, drunk on Twitter last night, and he did an AMA, and somebody asked him if he expects anything will show up at Gamescom, and he said maybe Age of Mythology. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. I so maybe that. something like that. Yeah. Maybe something that's more PC aligned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I am doubtful that we see anything more than that, to be honest, just because the track history of stuff at Gamescom is really slim. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. Uh, and frankly, like I said, I, I think they should save their bigger stuff anyway. So yeah. um, do what you got to do, Greeny. Get us all hyped for nothing. Awesome Game Pass editions at the very least. Yeah. Hollow Knight. <laughs> That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Hollow I mean, maybe that there's that there's that idea Xbox showing uh, on Tuesday in partnership with IGN. Um, mm. So I maybe might be there. Um, yeah. Maybe. The only other thing I can think of, Tim, is that they've got Starfield playable on the show floor. Okay. All right. Which might result in quite a lot more gameplay coming out. Um, so that could be a reasonably big deal. Um, it could be a very big deal having some actual gameplay to dissect considering it's the last week of August I think that's perfectly possible because Starfield is September 6th I think so it would it's like two weeks before the release of the game so it it lines up reasonably well mm. um, yeah it does so that's a good shout we'll see. that'd be pretty cool I'd like to see that yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tim has mentioned QuakeCon in the chat. Um, I think some people are expecting to see some things at QuakeCon. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I think I think there is a little bit of over optimism about what we might see there. If there is a new Quake being made by ID, there is not a fucking chance that Xbox let that get announced at QuakeCon. I don't know. Like that feels Quake, like a showcase announcement. Hmm? It's QuakeCon. It's the home of Quake. What do you mean? Yeah, but they just fucking get people together, like people who are still playing Quake from the 90s, and they're just like, oh, let's do another arena battle. You get a champagne ball and a fucking blowjob if you win. Uh, like, so, it's not... I'm going to QuakeCon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nothing ever happens, like, really. I don't think. I think last year there was, they had like a very small Redfall panel. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think like I don't think any of the big guns show up at QuakeCon is what I mean. You know, maybe they'd have a little Starfield panel there because it's Bethesda, uh, mm. like a Doom comic or something. Yeah, Doom manga. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Well, you know, David says SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated was shown off at the THQ Gamescom event in 2020. So that's a pretty big deal, man. Really? Mm. That was shown off there? That was shown off there. Jesus. That's, yeah, that's big. I didn't realize. Yeah, maybe like a Starfield stealth drop now that he's bought that. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty comparable, I would say. Bikini bottom rehydrated. I love the rehydrated. That just gets me. Yeah, that's good. 
Do you remember? Do you remember SpongeBob? It's a good I do show, that, SpongeBob. It? It's a great show. Dude, some of the jokes from SpongeBob still still hit me like today. Like they had, <laughs> they had some bangers. <laughs> I um have you heard my Mr. Krabs money impression? Uh I think I have, yeah. With the money, 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 money. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's pretty Money, 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 money. That is good. Not bad, yeah, eh? that is fair. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was too Money, rough. money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. No, that's good. Yeah, it's good that's show. Basically it's basically just show, Xbox. That. That's what Phil should have done in the fucking, uh, when he was on stand. Yeah. Like, yeah. So why, you know, why do you want to like, do buy like Activision? Like, what's your goal here? Money, money, <laughs> money, 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 money. money. <laughs> the, the, the big inhale as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Phil, you yeah. realize you're on oath, right? And that's that's forever recorded. Yeah. You're like, yep, I practiced that all night <laughs> last night in the mirror. Did you did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up, there's some new Game Pass editions this month. Um, you'll be happy to know I was the sacrificial lamb for this quarter, <laughs> buying GTA <laughs> a couple months back. <laughs> Uh, I've waited to buy that game for about seven fucking years. I finally pulled the trigger, and then it comes to Game Pass. And this oh, is the, no. the Series S and X edition as well. So oh, I got a good deal. On you it. only spent like I got ten on it, though, didn't you? I can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't much. Maybe twenty. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but that's kind of the headline of this month. Alongside that, we've got the Cave Common Hood, uh, Exo Primal. Oh, maybe Exo Primal is headliner. Exo Primal uh, drops around the same time as Remnant, which is sad because I won't play Exo Primal if that's the case. But yes, I mean it'll probably be in there for a while, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, release date thirteenth of July. Oh, a couple oh. of days. So actually, quite a bit before Thursday. That. Yeah, actually yeah. Thursday. Yeah, it looks fun that game. I'll tell you what. Yeah, and, and and now it's out like this week or next week. Sorry. Um, there's. Yeah, I might play it. Yeah, I might play it. Yeah. I... Yeah, it, it looks it looks interesting. I think it's a very easy seventy five. Um, I think but, I you know. I think I have that on my uh, fantasy critic actually because I swapped it out for a game that didn't release. I think I swapped it out for um, Flintlock. Oh, lucky you. Um, oh really? Yeah, but I'm I'm out of swaps now. So I think there's a game that I've got. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, I can't drop it now because I'm out of swaps. So it's a bit yeah, right. It's a bit lame, but yeah, so I, I managed I... to pick that up. I think it might crack the eighty. I, I, I think it might literally just get like bang really? on like eighty. Yeah, mate. Every preview and every person that's played this, I've heard pretty positive things about it, and people are just saying like, yeah, it's just really fucking fun. And like, plays... previews are jack shit. I don't trust previews now. Oh, I thought you were like saying a fact that like, you've watched previews of this game and everyone said it was jack shit. I was literally <laughs> just like, what? Like, where are you? Where did this it? come from? It's so sad. My own previews. Uh, you can find me at I hate exo primal <laughs> forward slash youtube.com dot gov dog. We'll see. Oh my god, you're fucking back, man. <sighs> I hope someone, I wonder, I hope someone goes through and makes a montage of you snapping your back on the microphone. Yeah, dude, I've got to stretch it out, man. I played cricket all day yesterday. I'm a creaky old man now. I, I guess so. Uh, we've also got McPixel 3, Technotonica, and Insurgency. But Insurgency is only PC, which I am a little bit mad about, actually, because everybody says Insurgency is amazing. Is that, is that the game I'm thinking of? No, you're thinking of um, something, the front line, it's called. 
Uh, oh, that's my. what you're thinking of. I don't know what it's called, though. Uh, the one that's like a really shocking military shooter. Yeah, it's called something the front line. Just like Google it, like the front line, yeah, or right. you'll find it. Oh, uh, yeah, Insurgency's a multiplayer game. Yeah, definitely not what I thought it was then. Yeah. What's the one you were thinking of? Missouri Shooter, The Front Line. Yeah, what I'm getting is... um. Some Wait, Front Line New Revolution? What's that? Nah, it's called someone else. Someone help yeah, me, chat, please. All I'm getting is stories from Russia and Ukraine. It's not what I wanted to look at right now. Did not need my Spec mood. Ops, the line. That's it. Thank you, Wacky. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's here, is he? Yeah, God, turned that was so said, quick. Sup, ladies. <laughs> Insurgency sucks ass. And then Spec <laughs> Ops, the line. <laughs> That's our mod, everyone. Yeah, there we go. It turns out the end of the podcast. <laughs> We love you. Yeah. It's a joke. Don't take my moustache, please. <laughs> please. I can remember nightmares. Some sort of show up and rip it off. Like it's, it was never really there. It's just like Velcroed on. Yeah. Please. No, it is. I grew this myself. This is homegrown. 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 David says, why is the base version of GTA 5 on Game Pass not enhanced on Xbox Series X? Dude, I fucking know, right? It's I, that, I don't know what they were thinking with that game. It's like they made it, they shattered it into six different pieces of code, and then they just... They just they will send it out. Just fight it out, <laughs> you can say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like... I, God, it was so complicated to figure that shit out. Because I, so, I, I played like for two hours of it, and then I realized, oh, wait, I'm not on... The edition I need to be on, so I had to restart because none of it carries over. It's like a different launcher. Stupid. Mm, it's so dumb. Apparently, there's a remake of uh, Red Dead Redemption One coming out. Did you hear about that? Mm, I did not. Remaster or remake? A remake. They'll do it in the Red Dead Two engine. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. Did you play the first one? I did play the first one for a bit. Didn't complete it, but I played it a, a, a healthy amount. A healthy amount. I liked it. And I've never touched Red Dead 2. So. Cool, cool, cool. I, uh... There's a couple of games like that, which I think in the last, like, five years, I went back and played on, on backwards compatibility. I think Alan Wake 1 was one of them. Red Dead. I went back and played Red Dead um, after having completed Red Dead 2. And I remember thinking at the time, should I hold out? Because... If there's a remake coming, I'd, I'd rather play that. But that, this was years ago now. Uh, mm. I was like 2019, maybe. So I'm glad I did. Um, but I'm happy for everybody who hasn't had the chance to play it. I'm sure that will be really good. Because Red Dead 1 is a bit more spaghetti. It's a bit more action than mm. Red Dead 2. Yeah. Um, so it definitely has a different audience. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, the, the only th last thing, really, that we had to talk about is... Um, that there were a lot of shares bought um, in on Activision last night. Very suspicious timing. Uh, like millions, like multi-million share purchases, um, which is really sus. Uh, we saw a similar thing happening before the CMA blocked. Uh, stock dropped um, before it was public because it's like insider training, you know, a trading people know people. And so uh, it illegal. But yeah, it's all right. It's rich people, though, isn't it? You know, it's, mm. yeah. it's free money. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. 
Wait, sorry, what's his name? The guy, uh, the is it the Balan Wonderworld guy? I think it's the Balan Wonderworld guy. He just got sentenced to jail for two and a half years because he was doing insider training with trading with Square Enix. Um, really? Like, because he because he knew the upcoming games, he was buying and selling stock at you know convenient times, and he's going oh. to jail for two and a half years. I think it was him. Yeah. Jesus. Square Enix dev going to the Sonic jail. guy. Joaquin says. Sonic guy and Yuji Naka, yeah, thank you. It would have been funner if it was the Balam Underworld guy because he should have gone to jail for but for different reasons. <laughs> but yeah, making that game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, Sonic co-creator, yeah, that's such a rip. Damn. Um, that's the thing. Cuff me. Shit. I didn't realise that was illegal. Yeah. That is very illegal. Whoops. Yeah, don't buy shares in the Quick Resume podcast now. You know, we're really just on, yeah, on the we're, up. We're on, yeah, we're literally Any second now. just about to fucking skyrocket. <laughs> Explode, yeah. yeah. Any uh, second now, it's going to happen. After this episode, we... we've got a Zoom call with Phil Spencer. Shh, keep yeah. it to yourselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's where he will, you know, ping over the money that we get for being Xbox fans. And then we're yeah. going to invest that in Google AdSense. And Essentially, that's why we're gonna. We off. know ABK's not going through, and he's gonna pay us seventy billion. That's where seventy <laughs> billion. That's where money's going. <laughs> yeah, we had to. He, he did require a bit of persuading. I got to be honest. You know, he he did he did say, "Why the fuck would I give you two chumps any money at all?" Yeah, he did say that, and I did cry for a couple of minutes. But Tim consoled me, rubbed me mm-hmm. on my back, gave me a little bit of you know. A pim, yeah, a bit of. And then we whiskey. came at him with our top five jokes, and he was like, "That's yes. it. You had me it's at Gamescom." <laughs> yeah. He said, "All right, fellas, that's funny. That's funny stuff. You're two very funny little guys. <laughs> Not little, actually. Six foot three. Yeah, two... Need the legs, please. Yeah, that was one of the jokes, actually, as well. Yeah, yeah." We were on the Zoom call and we're like, I, I don't even know how I can speak to you, Phil, when I'm stuck inside this tiny box. Yeah. And you should have heard you should have heard the, the enormous laughter he let out. It was great. I've never heard Phil laugh like that. No, me neither. So, you know, aside from the money he's giving us, he did strap a couple of beeping devices to our ankles. We didn't really ask any questions because he promised us 70 bill. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Naturally. on the up and up. So, invest now, sell later. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. that was our last story Tim I, I don't really know if it was appropriate to end there after what we just did I think I blacked out for a moment well here you go you can end on this apparently Joaquin says Sarah Bond you guys see Sarah Bond in Brighton Sarah Bond was in Brighton oh was she? oh sick I didn't know that why don't you tell me What's that earlier Joaquin why don't you DM me I would have fucking yeah. gone to Brighton Sarah Bond Brighton I was Is quite near Brighton the other day oh yeah why no it's just quite near it like i was just i was just when i was playing cricket like, oh all right yeah why like, <laughs> i probably could have drove to it in like 20 minutes like a, a, a lot of my games are like in brighton so there's loads of brighton teams out? it's crazy is this um how we find out about tim's stalker arc He's like, oh, was she in Brighton, was she? Oh, yeah. that's very surprising. That's new information to me. Yeah. I, I was there, actually. <laughs> Took a telescope with me. No reason. I like to look at the birds. It's um, the birds, yeah. 
Yes, it's what a bird it was. A rat of the sky. IOI is opening a new studio to work on Project Dragon. Oh, that's cool. IO. Yeah. Apparently, they're opening a new studio in Brighton to work on Project Dragon. Oh, right. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, if Sarah was there, that's uh, pretty, um, it's pretty sus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But, but it sounds like it's going to be very, very ambitious, very big, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. Dragon, I mean, get, she's a dragons, maybe. So, while off, um, well, I mean, they they released it as Project Fantasy or something like that. It was only Jez who leaked it as Project Dragon. Naughty boy. Getting us all excited. Maybe they pulled the dragons. Maybe there's no dragons now. Yeah, that would be sad. Jez was the reason you know, dragons were pulled. Dragons are overrated. I'm going to say it. Dragons are overrated. Why would you say that? I think it's true. That's why I said it. What would you prefer he... over a dragon then as a mythical creature? Are you well, fucking I just, what, some, I... are you a minotaur guy or something? You fucking piece of shit. Uh, fucking hell. I don't I just thought I just think there's a lot of scope for something interesting in the fantasy genre, and I don't think we need to keep having big lizards with wings over and over again. Go on then, suggest something else. Mr. Fucking Mustaches. Hotshot. Mustaches are overrated. This fucking guy, man. Like, you have one though, Joaquin, so I don't understand. <laughs> You're overrated. Yeah. Yeah, you You're know what? By that logic. Now that I think about it. Now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty overrated. Bring that back Joaquin. the Griffin. Hashtag bring back the Griffin. Griffin's yeah. No, cool. I like it, Griffin. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially another winged creature, but yeah. Well, like a chimera is kind of cool, isn't it? Snake like tail, goat back, lion head. I like tree boys. Yeah, I like tree boys. Do you know what I like? I you like, like Diablo. I like Leshens. Yeah, I like Leshens. I like in Diablo that the skeletons aren't, well, they are just skeletons, but sometimes they mold together with all their like viscera and organs and bones into giant crossbows. I think that's so fucking cool. I think it's dumb, but I think it's cool I, at the same time. Yeah. I think it's quite cool. That'd be quite scary. Well, they it? molded themselves into a stationary object. Well done, lads. Well, they, they we were around, mobile, now we're legs. not. <laughs> they have legs. Yeah, they don't move. You heard of wheels? Yeah, they do, a little do bit. They? Oh. Very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> very, very slowly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's there's like a million <laughs> skeleton fingers. Like, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> or just one poor guy crawling <laughs> at the bottom, like... God, you guys are heavy. Who's that guy up there with the big fucking sternum? Yeah. Fucking sternum, dude. Yeah. All right, well, we should probably start. We should probably start winding the show down. Yeah, we should. I'll do the jingle. Um, yeah, you should You should jingle. Um, it was a quiet week. Like I said, yeah, I did. Joaquin, yes, I did see. Jess had a drunk AMA. I did ask him a question. Uh, I asked him if he knew any information about... Um, any of the current games yeah i did yeah i did um i i got consent uh <laughs> if he if he had heard anything about current games that we already know about rather than anything we didn't know about and he said that he's heard that fable is quote unquote fucking amazing and that gear six is going to be the next benchmark for visuals in video games um wow. uh, pretty good i got a pretty good one out of him for, yeah for that's pretty great what's what's i guess gears will be on real five won't it oh yeah Oh yeah, that'll be sick. Yeah, that'll look so good. 
We'll see. Oh, it's Lords of the Fallen, wasn't it? That's coming out quite soon. That's that. That looks fucking spectacular. That's yeah, Unreal yeah, Engine Five. That that game looks absolutely ridiculous in terms of visuals. <laughs> I like how halfway through that rant about mustaches and fancy creatures, David asks, "Your humour? How would you describe it? Idiotic, moronic, um, uh, but you're completely obviously... fucking." useless you're obviously here <laughs> for it though david so <laughs> yeah what does that say about you huh yeah british i guess so well you again whacking your mexican aren't you i can't remember did he say he was mexican i like that what are you yeah what are you again <laughs> one what? of those mexicans like... <laughs> you know one of us big yeah Oh, God. Mexican-American. Wow. Yeah, I thought so. I remember you saying, because I was like, do you have facial hair? You were like, I'm Mexican, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Of course I do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. See, we remember, you know, here on the QRP, we, we remember... We do. Everyone's facial hair. And... And nationality. <laughs> That's it. Everything else. Nah. <laughs> Nothing else, no. It's just... It's not, not a chance. Um, okay, well, if you've stuck around today, guys, thank you very much. Uh, it has been a bit of a loosier, goosier show because of the lack of news. Uh, but nonetheless, we've had a good time. Um, we plan to be back. Uh, I know I said this last week, but hopefully with the f- f- closure of the ABK deal. Yeah. Who knows? I, I'm obviously, the, the longer it goes on, Tim, the longer I think this isn't actually the end. I don't think it is. Like, I am losing confidence that it's the end of the story. So, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it will ever end. <laughs> it's just a giant fucking social experiment. Like, how yeah. long can gamers <laughs> gamers tolerate the same news cycle? It's like testing podcasters around the globe. Like, how yeah. like, like how will this affect them? Yeah, they're like, oh, QRP's burning out. <laughs> We've almost got them. They've <laughs> <laughs> lasted longer than most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their head, their head was in their hands for like it, that. The, the amount of minutes that that is happening for is is on the up. Like we're really doing well here. Like if this was some sort of precursor to a demon coming by being summoned, and it fed off like sorrow, I would understand this whole make this whole episode. It currently does. Yeah, because there's a lot of sorrow in Xbox podcasts right now. All right, bro. Bye. Bye. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> Have a good week. Lots of love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.